It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Podcast. This is your host, Ed Oliver, DC Sports YouTuber. You can follow me on Twitter at EDT, triple O-F-L-A-double-T. Make sure you check out Tuesdays on the Locked On NBA Podcast. It's East meets West. Wes Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Locked On Warriors. And David Ramil, host of Locked On Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day. Coast to coast, follow the Locked On NBA Podcast wherever you get your podcast. So, um, I had a rough weekend personally. I'm not going to get into football, of course, you know, because we want to stay on top of with the Wizards. But I had a had a rough weekend. But talking about the Wizards is going to lighten the mood for myself, you know, get my mind off of that uh, tough loss and a short week for the Washington football team. They play the Giants on Thursday. Can't wait for that. Um, so it should be a lot of fun for people who love D.C. sports as much as myself. Um, but, yeah, today I, I just want to focus on the wing position. I thought we brought in a lot of guys via trade. Um, and we signed, we drafted Corey Kisper. We brought in um, Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, if you want to consider him as a forward. And we already have, you know, Rui Hachimura. He's a wing. Denny Avdia is considered as a wing as well. Davies Bertans can be can play the three a little bit. He's mainly a four because he just struggles. He struggles to guard fours and threes. But he's, you know, he's 6'10". So it's like you're not going to put him at the two spot. We already know how it goes with Davies. He's a specialist. He's a shooter. So he's going to be at that three or four. I, I see him coming off the bench at that four spot. So he's considered a wing. Then we drafted Isaiah Todd. He's considered a wing as well. He's about 6'10". So you still have Anthony Gill on the roster. And like I said, Kentavious Colwell-Pope, you can either consider him as a shooting guard or a three. He's interchangeable. He's able to do both and play both positions. So he has position flex um, in, in, in basketball, uh, being able to play shooting guard and uh, small forward. So, um, I did this with the big men. I, I did not say I want to do each series because I'm going to do the guards next. I want to say whether each group or each unit improved. And in this episode, I do want to talk about, you know, all these additions and how it affects Riha Chimera, how it affects Denny Avdia later on uh, in this episode. So I just want to break down the, the, the position, the position group. You know, did it improve from last year? Oh, yes. I, I think I want to say the big men improve from last year as well. I think we got better, you know, keeping Daniel Gafford, of course, um, adding, adding Montrose Harrell compared to Robin Lopez, Alex Lynn, and uh, Daniel Gafford. Daniel Gafford coming back. Uh, Montrose Harrell, six man of the year compared to Robin Lopez. Uh, you know, personally, I'd rather have Montrose Harrell. I think we all, most of us can agree on that. Um, and then Alex Lynn. I love Alex Lynn, the former Terp, but Thomas Bryant, you know, I think it, as a unit collectively, this is a better group of three bigs. If we even keep the the three bigs throughout the whole season, I don't. I don't personally. I don't think the 
three big line. I don't think there's going to be another three big man rotation like we did last year with Alex Lynn, uh, Robin Lopez, and and um, Daniel Gafford. I don't personally, I don't think it's going to happen again this year. Um, but I, I I really feel that one of these one of the bigs are going to get traded now, and one of the wings can get traded too. So, in a question that I asked in the last episode when, when I covered the the big men, you know, will one of these wings end up being traded? And I'll, I'll say, you know, which which uh, small forward or power forward do I think is going to be has the most likeliness to be traded before the trade deadline. So let's break it down here. So um, KCP, I really like the addition of him. I consider him as a two guard, but I'll talk about him briefly. Uh, I like what he brings defensively. I think he could arguably be the best defender at all the guards and wings, to be honest with you. He was, he had the tall task of guarding the other team's best player when he was with the Lakers, with the Los Angeles Lakers when they won a championship and he just gets down in the stance and the stance and he follows the guy around. He'll, he'll pick up full court. And um, he tries to be as much of a pest as he can. So I think he will help us out defensively. Kyle Kuzma, you guys know how I feel about Kyle Kuzma. I'm rooting for the guy. I really want to see him do well. I think he can improve. I think he um, definitely got a lot of heat from the fans with the Lakers. Some of it, you know, rightfully so. He didn't play well. He regressed. And he just had to take a different role uh, with LeBron coming in, Anthony Davis coming in. He wasn't the first option. He went from the first option to the third or fourth option for the Los Angeles Lakers. And I feel like he got a little distracted. He did break up with Winnie Harlow. I think that's a good sign. And, you know, you saw the social media post with him saying capital boys um, with Bradley Bill in the picture. And I think he can play really well next to Bradley Bill at that three spot or that four spot. I think, honestly, I feel like he's more aggressive than Rui Hachimura. So I feel like he honestly might take some – I'm not going to say he would take some shots away from Rui because I think Wes Unsell is going to try to dial up some more plays for Rui to get the ball in the post or the mid post. But, you know, realistically watching both of these guys play, Kyle Kuzma is more – he's the more aggressive player. We want Rui to be a more aggressive. You know, Rui might be the better player than Kyle Kuzma. But, I, you know, Kyle – Rui is just not as aggressive as we want him to be. We want him to look for a shot more. And now, you know, Russell Westbrook, who was a ball-dominant player, Bradley Bill last year was a ball-dominant player as well. You know, getting some guys that are going to move the ball a little bit more and a coach that wants to move the ball a lot more than last year and what's until junior – We'll see how that affects Hajimura, but I like Kyle Kuzma. He was a solid defender for the Lakers as well. They were the number one ranked or number one team with defensive rating. The Los Angeles Lakers were that last year, and Kyle Kuzma was a part of that. we got to give him credit. You know, he has the, the length and the athletic tools, being 6'9", 6'8", 6'10", to get down in the stands and defend. He has the tools. He shot the ball well, shot about 37 36% from the three made more threes than Trey Young last year. And granted, that's because, you know, Trey Young takes a lot tougher shot, a lot of tougher shots, and he's not always thinking open catch-and-shoot threes. So Kyle Kuzma was able to knock down a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. So he can shoot the three and space the floor. Um, he's interchangeable. He can, I feel like he can come off the bench. He can start and play well. Um, so I, I feel like Kyle Kuzma can come in and average 15, 18 points. Seriously, I really think it, everything goes well. And you look at the games where – LeBron was injured. Anthony Davis was injured. There was a couple games where that happened, and Kyle Kuzma went crazy at 40 points, but he has to play well with other stars. He has to be able to play well where he is that second option or that third option where he, you know, he has to find where he can get his shots, and he's not forcing bad shots and playing high-level IQ basketball. So um, we're going to – and, you know, before I talk about the other guys like Davies Bertans, Corey Kispert, Isaiah Todd, Denny, how, how you know, it's going to affect Denny and Rui, uh, I just want to talk about sweat block. This episode is brought to you by sweat block. So it's been, it's still been hot outside. It's still been super hot. Um, so you want to keep your, your armpits dry, you know, going to it's wedding season too. So you don't want to be at the wedding with 
you know, sweaty fits and stains on your shirts, you know. It's doctor created, doctor rec recommended, works for up to seven days per use, dry shirt guarantee, your sweat block doesn't keep you dry. You get your money back. Featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show by Firefighters, bestseller on Amazon for over the past 10 years, and over 13,000 reviews manufactured in the USA. It's your little secret of confidence. This is a must-have for everyone's toiletry bag, whether it's a big presentation or a hot date. Everyone can benefit. Check it out on CVS and Amazon. The promo code is locked on for 20% off. This episode is also brought to you by Direct TV. This podcast is brought to you by the by Direct TV Stream. Does this sound familiar familiar to you? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you got your neighbors, best friends logging for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows in all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. Compatible, compatible device. Required content varies by package. All right, so let's hop back into the wing position. Um, so there were some other bold predictions, but I'm, I'm going to get back to you guys' bold, bold predictions probably in the uh, in the next episode. Um, but, yeah, minute split, too. I, I want to talk about minute split. I talked about how the minutes would be split between the bigs, too. It's going to be tough. There's a lot of guys going to be fighting for minutes. Corey Kispert might have to go to the G League, Isaiah Todd as well, just because there's there's a lot of veterans at the wing spot as well. And uh, time that, that, you know, Wes and the Wizards organization is going to try to allot to Rui Hachimura. Rui Hachimura and also Denny. Rui played 30 minutes per game last year. So he played a, a fairly good amount of minutes. He played 30 minutes per game um, his rookie season as well. You look at Denny's minutes per game last year, he played 23 minutes per game. And, and the only way you can really develop players, in my opinion, is by playing, not by sitting on the bench. They got to play and get out there and, and, and get that experience and get the bad habits out of them or, or develop, get their shot down, release, form, defense, all, all kinds of stuff. They got to get out there and play. So Denny's minutes last year being 23, point, 23 minutes per game, we definitely didn't have the wing depth. You know, we had Isak Bonga, uh, Anthony Gill. Uh, we looked at what happened when we got in foul trouble against the Celtics in the playing game. And um, and Denny was injured. We had to throw Isak Bonga out there. We had to play the three-guard lineup. This year, there should be no – we shouldn't start a three-guard lineup, and we shouldn't have much of that three-guard lineup that we saw last year. We have a lot of guys that are, that are wings that can play. So we, we can definitely go deep on our bench and play some guys at the wing position. So, um, But Denny, how I think they're going to be affected – what I'm going to see from these guys, of course, um, I, it, it's going to be tougher to get minutes. It really is. It's going to be tougher to get minutes. And I think Denny would be best served to come off the bench uh, with this rotation. You know, last year he started a couple games. He started to play well in that in, as a starter. Uh, when we went on that, we went on, what, a nine-game, ten-game win streak. He was shooting the ball better from the three-point line. He was moving the ball better. Even though, you know, he wasn't really moving much, Scott Brooks did have him in the corner. Um, I thought Denny – started to get more confidence. He was finishing around the rim better, running the floor better, finishing on fast breaks. Whatever he was doing, it was working for the moment in, in that role. Uh, he wasn't putting up big numbers or anything like that, but whatever he was doing, it was working in that role. And then, then unfortunately, he got injured uh, when he started to get more confident and, and was, was contributing to that winning streak. Uh, I think he's a willing defender. He tries to, you know, he, he, he shows effort. He, he had a big stop in that Lakers game when we beat the Lakers the first time in L.A., um, you know, playing good defense against LeBron and some big stars. I thought he had some good moments, but at the same time, he does foul a lot. 
And there's times where, you know, a guy will do a crossover in and out and they're, they're getting by him and he's, he's fouling them. So, uh, where they do get that mismatch where they get a point guard on them or something like that and they, they just blow by him or, or he fouls them. So, um, there's improvement on, he needs to improve on that. His, his dribbling, the left hand, he has to work on his left hand, of course, three point shooting and free throw shooting definitely needs to improve in those areas. So the new additions affecting him, I think he would be really, really good with that bench unit. I can see a good bench unit with him. Davies Bertans at the four, not great defensively, but Davies Bertans at the four, Monsters Harrell at the five, or uh, Thomas Bryant at the five when he comes back off the bench, and then Aaron Holiday and KCP. So KCP would be a good defender. Aaron Holiday, they would be plus defenders. Denny Avdia does give effort defensively, but from the big man standpoint, from the four and the five, that's where they're struggling. Or Denny could play some of the four as well. He is six seven, six eight, or six nine, and he could play that four spot as well. So you could have Denny at the four, uh, Harrell at the five. And then you could have uh, KCP at the two, or maybe have Bradley Bill stay with stay with stay stay on the floor and not not be on the bench. Have um, Brad at the two, Brad at the two, KCP at the three, and then Aaron Holiday at the one. So you could do something like that, or you know go a little small ball here with Aaron Holiday, Raul Neto. And then uh, KCP at the three, Denny Avdia at the four, and then Marjorie Harrell at the five. You can go with a lineup like that or just interchange, you know, keep Gafford in. When you when you put Brad on the bench for KCP, switch it up, have Gafford that lob threat. So Denny can throw some lobs on a fast break. When he gets the rebound, they got to let him get the ball. They got to let him get some rebounds too. I think he's really good when he gets the, gets the rebound and he gets to lead the fast break. That's where I think Denny really is at his best. He just gets, he gets to control the ball, control the floor. And he can be a floor general. That's where I think he can be really, 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 really good. And they got more shooters. I think the shooters will help Rui. I think the shooters around them, um, add, adding some more shooting with, with KCP and Kuzma is a positive three-point shooter, can definitely help Denny out a, a lot too with floor spacing. Spacing the floor so when he drives, he can just kick. Or do a dump-off pass to Montrez Harrell, pick and roll. Dump-off pass to Daniel Gaffer, pick and roll. Or pick and pop with, with um, Thomas Bryant. So, those are where I think the additions can help them in a positive way. But, you know, you can't ignore that it is going to be tougher for guys to get minutes. You know, fighting with Davies, fighting with KCP, fighting with Kyle Kuzma. I'll even throw Anthony Gill in the mix a little bit. Because Anthony Gill had some good games last year, but actually I don't really see him. I don't see him competing much uh, for big-time minutes. But he'll, he'll be a, a decent piece down, you know, down the, stretch of the, down the stretch of the year coming off the bench. Isaiah Ty, like I said, G League, and Corey Kisper fighting for minutes. As well, you know, they do want to see their first round pick, 15th pick of the draft, get some playing time. Um, so that's where I say it's just kind of a log jam where, where everybody's saying it's been a log jam. Kyle Kuzma said it's a good thing because they have good players at the position where last year the cupboard was just bare. It was bare. We didn't have many veterans that could really contribute contribute at a high level and get the job done. Where this year we do have guys who have been there, done that, have played a playoff basketball and have won a uh, NBA championship in 2020 with the Lakers guys uh, coming in. So um, I do want to talk about who, who I think out of the group is the most likely to be traded out of these wings. Um, but before we do that, this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, is now possible for your local chain auto parts store. To stock all the parts you need, why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their, their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. They have everything you can need from brake, brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. 
boast why they're easy to use website today to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need from rockauto.com. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, so from who I think will get traded, this is an interesting one. I think KCP will be off limits. Of course, um, the only way that Rui or Denny could be traded is if there really is a deal that would knock uh, Tommy Shepard's socks off. You know, it had to be a deal for a big star. Now, I've been seeing the rumor, or not rumors, really just Bleacher Report and different um, ESPN websites or whatever trying to um, make mock trades. and. Um, involving like Rui and Denny for, you know, Miles Turner or something, or Davies Bertans for Miles Turner or something like that um, in a first-round pick. So uh, I don't see the Pacers taking the deal of a Davies Bertans in a first-round pick for Miles Turner. I personally don't see that happening, but um, I don't think anything will be done until the trade deadline. I think what Tommy Shepard wants to do is see how this team gels. And if you did watch that summer league press conference with Tommy Shepard, he did say that um, there's some moving pieces and, Basically, he indicated that they're not done yet. There's a lot of moving parts. Um, the roster is imbalanced. It's off balance, which I could clearly see that, too, with all the wings. You got three bigs that are going to be fighting for playing time. They're not going to like it if they're sitting on the bench. They're going to be vocal about it if they are on the bench. You got some wings with the same thing, too, where last year you had personalities where they were kind of reserved. This year you had more outgoing or outspoken personalities, guys who feel like they deserve big playing time or they deserve to have an opportunity to have leaps in their careers. Um, you know, Kyle Kuzma, Monsters, Harold, KCP, different guys like that are gonna, that are going to be very vocal um, in the locker room. So I'm excited to see the training camp's going to be interesting. Training camp's coming up, preseason's coming up. I can't wait to see these battles at different spots, different positions, how the playing time is allotted, what Wes Ensel can do. Um, he said he had plans for Denny Avdi. He said he had plans for Rui and their development. So they got to get a lot of playing time. They got to get they got to get north of 20 minutes, in my opinion, to be able to develop and get better. You look at Troy Brown, a former first round pick. You see how Kelly Oubre was handled. Their plan time went up and down. Even in year three, the plan time went up and down. Then you're going to make a decision on Rio Hachimir with his contract in a few years. It's going to come up fast. We're going to make a decision. You know, what are they going to be paying him? Are they going to offer him a contract extension? Um, different things like that with, with your first-round picks. This is year three for Rui. He's definitely a breakout candidate. He has the tools, and he can shoot. Got to shoot better from the three, 31 32% from the three-point line. I think he can shoot better. I like his form. I think he has a good form. Never much of a three-point shooter in college. So um, that is something that he's trying to add to his game. And um, he's a mid-range assassin, can shoot the heck out of the ball from the free throw line, has a good post-up game and all that. So I think Rui might be one of the untouchables. I think Denny is one of the untouch- untouchables. But the Lakers, yeah, if a good deal does come up where a disgruntled player like maybe a Anthony Towns, Miles Turner, or anybody else, Eric Gordon, somebody else just wants to move on and get out of their situation, I can see Tim and Tommy Shepard definitely trying to pull the trigger so he can convince Bradley Bill to stay next year. You know, unless if, if Rui doesn't pan, if Rui doesn't break out this year, 
then you know you got to sell you got to sell Bradley Beal on something you know you got you got to sell him on 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 staying long term this is a huge year for Bradley Beal and people have been asking me in the mailbags as well you know if if things don't go well by the trade deadline then what's going to happen with Bradley Beal is going to request a trade and ask out before he possibly could leave us for nothing in the offseason so the trade deadline is going to be huge it really is going to be huge who do I think is going to be traded I think I already said it kind of with the bigs, Montrez Harrell, if I had to pick somebody out of the wing spot. This is I'm, I'm going to go with Davies versus Hans. Even though his trade value is not high at all, it's something that you definitely have to pump up by the trade, de- trade deadline. And if he's playing well and the team is doing well, it's like, you know, why would you trade him if he's actually shooting the ball well and helping the team win games? You know, if we're, we're, if we're in a positive spot by the trade deadline, and I would, I would keep Dobby's Bertons. But right now, you're not going to get much for him. $16 million per year, um, zero points and six boards and, and six fouls in a game. You know, a lot of people saw that. But at the same time, we know what he did in 2020. He had a good season, 15 points per game. Shot at a high clip, short, shot 40% from the three. This year, still shot pretty well with 38% from the three. Still shot the ball pretty well. Um, but I just think out of, the, out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, Wings that we have in this roster, the one guy I would point to probably would be Davies Bertans to end up getting traded. Now, how how do these like I said, how do these new additions really affect Denny? Covered that before, but I, I think do they do they positively impact Denny and Rui, or do they negatively impact them by by crunching the minutes? You know, Denny would he be starting if they would have brought in some other guys rather than a Kyle Kuzma? Kyle Kuzma could come off the bench. You never know. KCP could come off the bench too. They could have a starting lineup with Denny and Rui like they did last year towards the end of the year um, before Denny got hurt. They could still do that. West could do that. So, But I just personally think – I think Kyle Kuzma is further along than Denny, um, and I think uh, KCP is further along than Denny. Obviously. I think I think those guys would be more ready to help the roster. Rui's going to start regardless um, at that four spot. I got him starting at the four. He, could, he started at three, too, but I think he's better suited at that four spot um, so he can blow by some of the fours. Does have to work on his ball handling as well, just like Denny. But I, I like I said, my pick to get traded, most likely to be traded, Davies Bertans. I, I think the guys actually posit. I would say they positively impact Denny and Rui's in development because of the 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 three point shooting they provide and some of the defense they provide. They can help these guys out defensively, and they can show them the ropes of what it takes to win playoff games as well. They got that experience. KCP Montre, KCP and uh, Kuzma have that experience, and but. I will keep an eye open. Like I said, it's going to be tough with minutes. It is going to be hard. There's going to be some tough decisions. Who has the hot hand? If Kuzma's going off and Rui's going off, it might be hard to find minutes for, for Denny down the stretch. Same thing with Casey. If Casey plays, if Casey plays playing well and hitting his shots, it could be hard to get some of the bench guys in there, to be honest with you. So um, we'll keep an eye on that. You guys let me know what you guys think. Like I said, always send – um, your questions to Twitter. I'll talk about it on the show in a, in a mailbag episode. I might do that next week, do another mailbag episode. Still got to finish up the bowl predictions. Next, we're going to do the guards. And then another episode I want to do this week as well is breakout candidates. Who do I think is going to have a breakout season out of all the guys on the roster? Um, could you? Could I throw in Bradley Bill? Yeah, he already broke out, so I'm not going to throw him in there. But it's, it's most likely it's going to be some of the younger guys, some of the second-year and third-year guys. And then maybe some of the guys that we brought over, they could possibly have a breakout season as well. So stay tuned for our breakout candidate episode coming up this week. And uh, we'll try to finish up some of the bold prediction that you guys put in. And um, stay tuned for a mailbag episode. So like I said, don't forget to subscribe and uh, leave a review and a question. 
um, when you do leave a review as well. And then we will be coming to YouTube pretty soon, at least before the season starts. So can't wait, man. I really can't wait. I can't wait for the season to start. I, I can't even wait for the preseason to start. But this episode is brought to you by Locked On Bets. Betting on the NFL or NBA doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's Lock of the Day. All the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. Hail to the Wizards. You can follow me on Twitter once again at E-D-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-T-